This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. It's nine past one and we're talking travel. And joining me, Jane Klein, we have Sally Lucas. Good afternoon to you and where are we off to? Well, we're going to go cycling, Jane, and I thought it was pretty relevant with the Tour de France on at the moment, and Cadell Evans going so well. But um, when we were in Paris recently, I was noticing between that that time and the previous time how they've got the bikes for rent everywhere around Paris now and have these various docking stations where you get your first 30 minutes free. And as long as you've got a a credit card with a chip on it, you can then, you know, um, hire these bikes, and they only start from like about one euro for an hour or something like that. But you can hire them for a day or days or, you know, the people who live in Paris and are hiring them for a week or people that live out rather than try and wrestle with traffic. You know, they're coming in by train or whatever and hiring a bike to get around Paris. So Boris, good old Boris, Boris. the Mayor of London, has decided to jump on the bandwagon as well and he's about to unleash 6,000 bikes in the city of London um, with the various ideas, again, of having docking stations at various different places, eventually no more than 300 metres, apparently, between docking stations. What is a docking station? All the bikes are just locked there you know so you once you put your credit card or your payment in it releases the bike and then you can return it to any other docking station it doesn't have to come back to the same one so they'll have these various docking stations as they're calling them throughout the city which will have x amount of bikes there and you just obtain one and off you go and you know they're all new bikes this one in london's been sponsored by barclays bank apparently and it's going to be launched on july 30 so um they're declaring it the 2010 has been declared the year of cycling so this is why everyone's getting on this bandwagon i guess um so yeah so if everyone's interested in in having a look at that you can um there's a guy um He's, I'll try and pronounce it, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, I'd say, Tom, B-O-G-D-A-N-O-W-I-C-Z. It's called The London Cycling Guide, and apparently it's a really good book to have a look at if you want to look at that. Um, and there's going to be a free iPhone application available soon on cyclehireapp.com. Um, but, yes, if you just want to even just Google that and have a look, and the same with Paris, if you there's a website... It's very repetitive, www.paris-paris-paris.com. So threeparises.com with dashes in between. Lots of information on sightseeing basically in Paris and on these um, bike hires, which is called VELIB, which stands for Velo Liberté, in other words, free bike. Um, so it doesn't mean it doesn't cost anything, <coughs> does it? No, well, it, it does cost a little, but the first half hour is free. Okay. So, and then it's very minimal after that, but it's, it's really a great, great way of going around. And apparently you can do it also in New York now. New York's got it set up there as well. And there's various different locations around New York where you can do the same thing. So, yeah, just a look, matter of, you know, Googling bike hire in these cities now. And, um, if you're thinking of getting around, you know, in a simpler way, and London's flat when you think about it, and Paris is pretty flat unless you go up to the Sacre Coeur. So it's really quite ideal. I don't think we'll ever have it in Sydney now. Our streets were never designed for bicycle riding, were they? <laughs> but apparently Brisbane and Melbourne are doing the same. Are they? Mm. So there you go. Newcastle. Year of cycling. Mm. We should be doing it as well with all our cycleways, we shouldn't should we? Indeed. And I'm just staying on cycling. You can do some wonderful cycling and walking packages in lots of countries, but in particular France, where you've got some either very flat areas, again, for those who don't want it to be too strenuous or you want a little bit of the Tour de France experience, of course, you can go into to Hillier provinces. Um, so 
the, the French Travel Connection in Sydney, which has been awarded consistently, consistently sorry, the best um, agency handling things French, and it's even been nominated in the Tourism Board of France as, as the best place. And it's in Australia, which is nice to know. And it was, you know, it's won all these prestigious awards. And they've got a wonderful um, area in their website if you want to have a look at it on cycling and walking holidays in France. Some of them quite luxurious, some basic. It depends which level you want to do it at. Um, want to do it in style, you certainly can. So www.frenchtravelconnection.com or there's another one, frenchindulgences.com. So for those who want to do a bit of cycling, there's all different ways you can do it, of course. Now, is it a good way to go around French wine areas or do well, they have um, blood alcohol testing or limits? Well, they don't mention that they do, but they do take you around. But, I mean, you're only tasting, aren't you, usually as a rule of thumb. So, I mean, it's um, especially the flat areas, like if you're going around the Loire or Champagne or somewhere like that, I mean, it would be ideal place to sort of do a little wine tasting as you were cycling around, wouldn't it? And you wouldn't be able to buy lots anyway because you'll never no, you're on a, on a bike until you come back. Yes. Mm. So there you go. Um, and just on another uh, tack here, Jane, we have talked about useful websites before for people and I've just come across a few more recently and I thought well, if I could just you know, pass those on if that's okay. Um, the first one is you can go onto a world site for airports if you want to get an idea of what's available at an airport, whether it be parking or facilities or showers or whatever. So www.worldairportguide.com. So I won't keep repeating the www because we all know that that's what, what is there first. Um, airlines are offering live flat seats. If you really are particular about not being at an angle and feeling you're slipping down the bottom of those the beds now, there's one called flatseats.com. And if you just want a seating chart, we've mentioned this one before, it's seat guru.com where you can look up and find out where your emergency exit seats are you can find about the pitch and the width between the seats etc so they're, they're good ones to know about um, I think we've mentioned before the dfat.gov.au which is your department of foreign affairs and trade smarttraveller.gov.au that's again another one that gives you all those in- interesting and helpful information to travel overseas what to do and not to do um, there's a visa ATM locator website as well now, uh, visa.via.infonow.net slash locator slash global. And there's one for MasterCard as well, and it's mastercard.com slash cardholder services slash ATM. Um, another couple of interesting ones uh, for embassies, all the world, all the world embassies are embassyworld.com. There's freetranslation.com if you want language translated. Um, what else can we mention? Oh, maps, of course, worldmapperama.com. There's another one called mapquest.com. And, of course, Michelin has some great maps, and there's via, via michelin.com. So they're increasingly getting some wonderful websites that you can access now to just look up all that different information that helps you prepare and make your trip a lot easier. On to a new RFM 103.7. We're talking travel. It's 21 past one. And Sally Lucas, we're looking at something rather interesting now. Well, Jane, I just thought we always get headlines of all the bad news, don't we, and bad news stories. And we never get enough of the good stories that come out of life. And this, I think, is a really feel-good story. Um, Pandor Cruises, who operate cruise ships plying the um, Delta, Mekong Delta, uh, around, of course, Vietnam and um, Cambodia, Laos, etc. But also they do the cruises, of course, in India now as well. Um, 
Anyway, two years ago, with emergency funds raised by their passengers, they bought a brand new ship and fitted it out as a floating hospital, all for under US 250000 which is not bad when you think about it. And It's, it's a motorised 128-foot barge, and it got, it's got a modern clinic and dispensary, accommodation for doctors and paramedics. Um, they've got ample holds below decks for supplies, and they even installed a water treatment plant, generators, and even a parking space for a light truck. Um, so... Between September 2008 and March 2009, 4,487 patients were treated by the team on board. Where have they taken it? Well, basically in Myanmar, some of it, um, you know, it, it, it varies wherever the need is in that, in that Southeast Asian area. Um, and during the hot season of 2009, the vessel was also used to deliver fresh water to villages. Um, they actually relined the holes and painted them so that water could be pumped from that straight into their communal tanks and it was good fresh water. Um, so they're currently working with the Myanmar Foundation, who's going to continue to supply medical services and they'll provide the marine operation. Um, and they've just spent a further 50000 the Myanmar Foundation, on fitting out a proper operating theatre with X-ray, ECG, etc. And from the Pandor Charity Funds, they've also invested an additional 30000 US towards updating other equipment on board. So this is just, isn't it great to hear that someone is doing something like that to help people that are often stuck in villages, whether it be through flood or famine, and no one's been able to get to them. Again, our wonderful rivers, we're starting to use them again, you know, instead of roads. And, you know, the rivers were always a way of getting to people. So I just think this is wonderful. And they're treating it as a long-term solution to a medical crisis in the Delta. So if anyone wants to donate, by the way, that they are asking for donations. Every little bit helps. And you can certainly, if you just Google Pandor, P-A-N-D-A-W, hospital ship, you'll find a little link on there that would let you, if you feel you know, that you would like to, to donate to that worthy cause. But just a nice good news story coming out of a company that operates, you know, cruises for travellers, but, but are helping the people of the countries that they're visiting as well. So I just thought that was fantastic. Mm. I suppose medical people <coughs> might feel that they yes, could. Yes, they uh, might give of their time as well. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, moving along from that anyway, um, Europe, again, October is what they call festival time in Europe. So you've sort of gotten rid of all the summer crowds and you're sort of getting towards that cooler part of the year. But just remember in the southern Mediterranean, of course, it's still quite warm. You might need a light sweater or jacket. But once you're in the south particularly, you've still got lovely weather for travelling. And it's a fantastic time to go because you've got anything from chocolate festivals in Perugia to flamenco in Seville. And, you know, you've got wine and beer and whiskey festivals and all sorts of things. And, of course, in autumn you get the wonderful if you're a keen photographer you get the wonderful autumn palettes of your golds and don't you and your russets and reds and oranges and so on so just sort of anyone's not yet thought when they might go to Europe or they're thinking they're still thinking of going to Europe maybe this year or think of October as a time to go when you'll have a lot of festivals and a lot of fun happening and yeah there's usually some good deals around that time of the year as well because it's not in the peak of season as such you know for travellers it's not summer when most people do travel when Europe Europeans and English people all have their leave and the Americans all come. So for us, it's quite a good time for us to go and, and visit Europe. So just consider October with all its festivals. Many thanks, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be back talking travel next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM 103.7.